Hi, folks. Welcome to Follow the Leader, a podcast focused on telling character-driven stories through the use of GM-less tabletop games where we can all take the lead. You can find us on Twitter at FTLcast and at FTLcast.com, and we also have a Patreon at patreon.com slash FTLcast where you can find bonus content like bonus episodes, outtakes, and bloopers. Uh, today we're playing Time to Drop by Marn S. Uh, for those of you who are new to this game, here are the basics. You are a member of a heist crew about to pull off one last job. You and your crew are under the impression that you only have 24 hours left with one another, 12 to finalize your preparation, and 12 to pull off the heist itself. You and your crew are wrong. You are about to find yourselves trapped in a loop of those same 24 hours, living and reliving them as many times as it takes to identify every complication, refine your plan, and get it right. No one besides your crew will remember the previous loops as clear as day, but make strong enough impressions on someone in the one loop and it might carry to the next. What you do here matters. What you do here has to matter if you ever want to say your final goodbyes and get out of the game for good. Time to drop. Fuck shit up. I'm August, and you can find me on Twitter at HarpyDora, and my pronouns are they, them. Playing with me today, we have a special guest, Richard. Hi, I'm Richard. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Corvus underscore Azure. Uh, my pronouns are he, him, and you can also hear me as a regular cast member on The Room Where It Happened, which you can find at roomwarepod.com. Uh, we also have Jade. Hello, I'm Jade. You can find me on Twitter at jadeoxidrose. I use they, them pronouns. And if you need more actual play nonsense in your life, check out Dumb Kids Playing Hero, an Animorphs-inspired actual podcast starring some of these lovely people, as well as a couple of other friends from the room where it happened. And finally, last but certainly not least, Mac. Hello, I am Mac. Uh, you can find me on the internet wherever you get good content at Citadel of Swords. You can find the podcasting guild that we all, uh, FTL, Room Where, Dumb Kids, and a couple of other shows that are not actual plays, uh, that we are a part of, at Stones underscore Standing on Twitter, where you can find uh, links to all of the other Twitters and the Twitch and the YouTube, which y'all should please subscribe to our YouTube so that we can uh, get a URL that is not a random string. Thanks. Yes, please. Um... Our lines, which are things we absolutely do not want to see, are homophobia and transphobia, racism, sexism, anti-Semitism, violence against children and animals, sexual assault, domestic violence or intimate partner violence, unwanted pregnancy, and plagues and pandi- pandemics. Yeah, it's a pandemic of planning. No planning here. Just... No plans. No plans. Uh, plagues and pandemics. Our veils, which are things we're fine with addressing but will just fade to black on, are steamy situations, graphic descriptions, bodily harm, and terminal illness. Now that we've got all that, let's get started. We've got to get some heist music in here, right? <laughs> like, do we oh have a crime God. theme? We don't heist have a crime music, theme. Heist music, heist music, heist music. I think this oh is our God. first. I think this is our first heist game. It is. Mm -hmm. It's. It's I can't only believe taken it's us. Taken us. This long. 69. <laughs> yeah. To get to Perfect. the heist game. It was truly just waiting for the right time. Truly, truly, truly.
All right. So I'm leading, which is bad because for some reason I've been having a hard time grasping this game. I can always help with the leading if need be. Yeah. Let me know. I appreciate it. Uh, So the first phase of this game is the crew. And this is where we create our uh, lovely band of vagabonds and brigands. So uh, we go around the table and discuss our characters' names and pronouns, what role they perform on the heist crew, and their reason for looking to retire. So because Richard is our special guest, please introduce your character first. Okay. I'm going to be playing Tomas Wakeman. Uh, who uses he, him pronouns. Tomas is a snake person with predominantly pale blue-green skin. Uh, currently, he's favoring a multicolored fauxhawk and goatee, primarily light blues, yellows, and greens. Uh, he is using the role of burglar, and he wants to get out because on the last job, he got someone hurt, he thinks. Hell yeah. Yikes. Jade. I am playing the pickpocket of this crew, an individual by the name of Zarumba Varadraex, uh, you can call them Dre, uses Zizem or they them pronouns. They are a small plant-based humanoid uh, with a prehensile tail, brightly coloured hair and mottled patches of bioluminescent skin. And Z wants out uh, because something happened to them on the last job that made them reconsider this life. I love Dre so much. <laughs> Dre's mm-hmm. so good. Mm-hmm. Mac. Um, okay. I am playing the hacker of this crew. Um, I am playing a, ca- a character called, uh, called, named, whatever. Um, Fable Starling. Faye uses uh, Faye Fair pronouns. That was... Mostly unintentional on my part, before anyone asks. Um, Faye is a uh, calico cat girl. And yes, to clarify, ears on the top of the head. Correct. (laughs) And Faye wants out because this was never supposed to be a permanent situation for Fair. And uh, I will be playing Precious Starling, uh, who uses he, him pronouns. He is a dun-colored cat boy ears on the top of the head uh with a pastel pink undercut they better be on the top of the head we're fucking twins exactly (laughs) um his role in the group is uh the con artist and he doesn't want out he'd keep the crew together if he had the choice he's just having a good time vibing as uh as a con artist here nice so you know he's just having a good time And as far as the setting is concerned, in the game text, it says that it may be as mundane or fantastical as we wish. Mm, Looks at two cat people, a snake man, and a literal plant alien. Yeah. So completely mundane then. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. If we want to fold this in with other games, uh, I chatted briefly with Sam about it, and we decided that Dre is the same alien species as Miva when she's an alien. Oh, fuck so, yeah. As opposed to a fantasy elf. <laughs> so, 
This is not the luxury space communism of Hope's Hearth, though. I've been no. watching Starstruck Odyssey on Dimension 20, so all I can think of is, like, brightly coloured, like, Anakira. So it's, like, It's also, lot. like, inherently technological because of the hacking element, but, like... Mm-hmm. I mean, I can hack whatever. Like, we can... Hack just... the planet! <laughs> hack the planet. No, that's your job. Yeah. You're the plant alien. I don't do that. You wouldn't pirate a plant. <laughs> Steals pieces of succulent from the garden center. Monsanto's yeah. onto you. Mm-hmm. Mm. I must stress, when I say that Dre is a small humanoid, I mean like two foot ten. Oh, wow. Like Yes, very yeah, no, small. This is a halfling meets a ginger lily. Like, this is a very small person. Okay, so whomst among us is going to do a fastball special with Dre? Nobody, if they value their limbs. <laughs> God damn it, if Blackjack were here, Blackjack would have done it, but... That's okay. Dre doesn't need help to do it. They have, like, telekinesis. They can, project, in theory, propel themselves through the air. However, nice. consider, consider, you're gonna have to toss me. Don't tell the elf. <laughs> <laughs> I hate so much of just just for for another day for another day not today yeah I am now picturing Gimli as like a cactus man though so oh my god fucking incredible beautiful anyway um so for our setting it's inherently technological um I had the idea and I don't know where I got this idea if we were uh if we were discussing it in the chat and I apologize, I'm drugged to the gills today. Um, but were we thinking maybe like a sort of neon cyberpunk, very colorful, lots of like out there colors and bright lights? I definitely like sort of a sci-fi take on Vegas, like mm. bright, bright colors, like, uh, the pitch I think I made like riffing on that because I'd like the thought of something because cyberpunk good cyberpunk, you know, it always has that slightly sort of grimy feel and I just like the notion of this being like a very like upscale like uh like a uh, like a space station that the whole thing is this place where we're pulling off this job was like a recreation center or like a small moon and the whole thing is people come here to have a good time mm -hmm. it's all colorful all the lighting is perfect you never know what time of day it is, so you keep spending money, you know. Love it. Yeah. I particularly like the idea of it being a space station where, you know, yeah. where day and day and night don't exist by, you know, just by fact. It's, it's just not a thing. So it's always day. Everyone's always up. Mm-hmm. I will ask that we name it so that I can do the what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. <laughs> but not, obviously, not calling it Vegas. Vegas, Space Vegas, um, Neo Jersey. No. <laughs> we bring back Neo Jersey. No, it's Neo Jersey now. <laughs> uh, or it could be like the Neo Jersey Turnpike. Oh my god! Fuck yeah, let's go. Yes, and people people could just call it Turnpike or the Turnpike. I'm down with that. People are desperate. People give it the full yeah. name. It's just like, please mm. call it the Neo Jersey Turnpike. No! Love it. It's a rotating space station around, like, a floating, like, point, which is part of why it's the turnpike. 
I'm doing a little spinning gesture with my hand that none of you can see. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, cool. So after we've described our characters and our setting, uh, we go around the table once more and uh, describe our relationships and history with the other members of the heist crew, as well as how we feel about the crew splitting up. So... Some of the questions suggested are, do you bear any specific grudges? Who do you intend to keep in touch with? Who was the first one to suggest this job be your last? Does anyone resent them for it? Like, Because this part we didn't plan out ahead of time bar no. the twins. So. I am, unfortunately, I am legally obligated to, to keep in touch with Precious. <laughs> oh, you know I, you I, like I, it. Do I, though? You haven't given me a reason to in ten years. I suppose that's an important thing to, like, get a vibe on how old these characters are, like, relatively speaking, given we're all different species of creature. That's a good question. I've always felt like Precious was in his, like, early to mid-twenties, effectively, for whatever species uh, I've played him as. Mm -hmm. So... If that vibes with you, Mac. That works for me. The joke is even funnier then. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't I haven't done anything to 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 make you feel loved since we were like twelve. Yeah. It's less that and it's more like you haven't given me a reason to enjoy your company since we were thirteen. Yeah. Uh, if Dre was human, I would say they have the vibe of being anywhere between, like, late 20s to mid 40s. Like, sometimes they can seem really put together, sometimes very immature. Um, the plant biology really sort of doesn't help. Like, if they've had some good light recently, look younger. Uh, I think the truth is they're probably in the equivalent of, like, their late 30s. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and my feel for Tomas is that he's kind of in his what a racial equivalent of late forties, early fifties. He's he's been around, he's been doing this you know, for a long time. He's kind of got that gentleman thief vibe. Mm -hmm. I have a very important question. Would Tomas have told Fable not to call him old man? No, definitely not. <laughs> okay. Because then they absolutely exclusively <laughs> calls him old man. Excellent. If he had been like, hey, don't do that in like a serious way, Faye would have stopped, but like he didn't, so. How does Tomas feel about being called Tom? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> it happened one time and Precious probably got cuffed in the ear for it. Not necessarily by Tomas. I could see Fable like being like, no, stop that. No, Fable would have just sat back and been like, no, I want to see what happens. <laughs> no, he would have very definitely been, my name is Tomas. Not Tom, not Timmy, Tomas. <laughs> Oh, he fucking got you there. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I think Precious, like, pretends not to have any respect for, for any of y'all, but that's not true. Like, I don't know. I feel like he's been in the game for 
you know, since he was like 16, 17. Um, so for a few years now, but how long have we been together? Maybe a few cycles at least. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like maybe not necessarily strictly traveling, but like a job needs doing. This is the crew you put together. Mm. Did we just get like put together for a job once and then we just were like, okay, well, we worked okay together. Let's just keep doing this. The hilarity of Fable and Precious getting hired to be on the same team and the person doing the hiring just didn't question the fact that the last names were the same. And just, just like, well, it's, it's got to be an alias, right? Well, listen, lots of people in this sector, what, Starling is a very common last name in this sector. Yeah. But just the visual of both of them turning up at the briefing and just being like, oh, it's just <laughs> very good to me. Fable almost fucking quit on the spot. <laughs> okay, I suppose, what is the relationship like between the twins? Is it like genuine sibling rivalry or is it that bantery kind of? I will say this because I know how important it is to you, Mac. Um, is this a Vex and Vax kind of a vibe? Like lots of bickering, but underneath very, very fond? Or is it more... God know. damn it, Jade. <laughs> I wasn't <laughs> actually expecting you to say that, so that was a knife straight to the heart. Um, Hi, I came here out here to attack Mac, personally. Always. So August and I had talked about um, their relationship when we first created the characters, and I think what we said was it is definitely much more genuine of a, of a genuine mm. sibling rivalry. But like when mm. the when the chips are down and like shit is actually going wrong, like they do care about each other. But like, mm. mm-hmm. yeah, Fable it's very much is like, do not fucking look at me. Yeah, precious, uh, precious definitely likes to to needle Fable and get under fair skin. Um, but when the chips are down, like he would cut off an arm to make sure that Faye doesn't and you know endure anything major but you know if it's just like fable trips and falls he'd laugh yes mm. oh what we said was uh they're the sort of siblings where they they annoy the shit out of each other but like not being around each other like not having them around to annoy each other is kind of difficult Mm-hmm. Like it's kind of like, wait a second, where's, where's the guy that I always poke? Mm-hmm. Especially now having worked together, like they're gonna split up, and Fable's gonna be like, like Fable's like, <sighs> I don't think Fable knows yet that Faye's gonna miss having Precious around. Mm-hmm. I have a question. Ye. Who got hurt? Hmm. Yeah, that's a very important question. I was going to ask that during character creation, and I didn't. Well, it's it it would definitely affect the relationships if it were one of us. If it were somebody that we were working with, uh, that would be different. But if somebody wants to be the one who got hurt that Tomas blames himself for. I mean, I'm happy for it to be Dre, especially given that I've picked something happened to me on the last job that made me reconsider this life. Oh, that's that's a really obvious connection then, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I can work with that. 
So, cool. But to be clear, Dre absolutely doesn't hold any, harbor any grudge, hold him at all to blame. Just like shit happens. But I think, because I was thinking about like the kind of injuries one might get, um, or the sort of things that Dre can and can't do. And uh, I like the idea that maybe uh, they got stuck um, in like the air system or something and it was so arid that it really fucked them up for a bit. Like, put them in a sauna, they're going to be fine. Hot, humid, yes, good. Tropical flower vibes. If it's too dry, bad. Dry and cold, bad. So. It's about the angst of it all, right? Like. It's about the angst. <laughs> But yeah, I think it was less the fact that they got more like how it felt recovering from it. That's probably like, okay, maybe I need to think about doing something else. <laughs> like, my good friend is married with kids and I'm fairly certain he's taking it easier these days or at least less jobs. I should go see him. Yes, I'm talking about Blackjack. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I think Dre is pretty chill generally. Like, I like the thought that they not necessarily put up with Precious's bullshit the most. It's sort of like, I think they will vibe with Precious more than most because they think he's funny. Just like genuine affection for this smart ass kid who will trip over his own feet because he gets so into what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Like, Little bit sweet summer child, little bit just like, oh, he's an idiot. I love him. <laughs> um, I will say that I think he gets pretty touchy feely with the people that he's close to. Mm-hmm. How does how does Tomas take that? Hmm. I think Tomas is kind of middle of the road on that. Um, doesn't immediately ad- object, but if goes on too long, gets kind of twitchy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. What do we think the vibe is like between uh, Fable and Dre, Mac? <sighs> hmm. That's a good question. It's hard because I haven't played Fable yet, so I haven't got a good read on fair personality. Exactly. Okay, what would you like the dynamic to be then? If you have, like, bitchy competitive, but underneath it all fond with Precious, and as yet to be defined with Tomas, like, what do you want to play? I mean, that's, it's, I think that's, there's a lot of that sort of, like, I keep everybody at arm's length sort Mm -hmm. of vibe. Just just because it's easier for me. Um, because mm-hmm. we're getting that a little bit with Tomas as well, with the like, mm-hmm. nah, you're you're just the old man. Like, you you're good mm-hmm. at what you do, like what you do. I'm not discrediting you or anything, but like it's easier if we don't get attached, sort of thing. I like y'all well enough. We work well together, obviously, or else I would have ditched y'all ages ago, but you know. I want to state for the record that on more than one occasion, Fable has found small, like, little plants in pots, to be clear, like, on, like, fair computer setup, or just, like, 
just between like a monitor and a keyboard or whatever. And it's always Dre that puts it there. It's just like, you don't go outside enough. You need to experience something living. You need to go touch some grass. <laughs> yeah, literally, is you need to go, you fucking please go touch some grass. <laughs> please go touch some grass. That's perfect. Um, no, I love that. That's great. Um, I also want to state for the record that Dre has absolutely cultivated, like, space catnip. <laughs> just for the twist. I was, okay, so I was going to say half the time the cat instinct wins out and Fable just fucking eats the plants. So they have to be cat-safe plants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Fable will just eat them. Sometimes. Very good. The the thought is nice, though. Yeah, that's cool. I, 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 I can vibe with it. Cool. Hell yeah. Uh, so if we're feeling good about the relationships, uh, we can move on to phase two. All right. Dun, dun, dun. I do have one last question. Uh-huh. Who suggested that this job is our last? Well, I feel like it won't be precious, given no. that yeah. not <laughs> was, was it me? I feel like it was either you or Tomas. Yeah, I like that. Like, yeah. I like it that way. Because, um, and you can shoot this down, Richard, like, if Tomas suggested it, that would be, like, admitting guilt out loud as well. Like, you don't want to say, if you're blaming yourself for something, if you're like, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore, then it's, like, publicly saying, I fucked up. No, I don't think Tomas wants to admit that publicly yet. Mm. Exactly. <laughs> I want that to come up at an inopportune moment. Of course. Obviously. No, I like Fable being the one to suggest it. It's good stuff. Fable in a, in a like, all right, I have actual shit that I wanted to do with my life. Like. Mm -hmm. Also, like, what were you, you were saying about Faye keeping people at arm's length and as the hacker being the one that sort of has to get the wider picture mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. Just sort of like, look, shit went bad last time. I've got shit to do. We should just do this last one and then we're done. Yeah. Dig it. Okay. So, the goods. Phase two, it's time to figure out your last job. I think we talked briefly about it uh, in the chat. Uh, we were thinking about using one of the pre-suggested ones which is a large sum of money from a prominent hotel and casino's vault with kind of like a leverage flavor to it like the the casino swindled somebody out of the this money in a not good manner and we're we're trying to get it back for our client mm. dig it dig it dig it and uh once we've decided what we're stealing we discuss our motivation and feelings behind stealing it. Uh, is this job being bankrolled by an outside source or was it the idea of someone in the crew? Um, I think it might be good for us to, to discuss a little who contracted us. Mm -hmm. Is it, is it a previous, like has someone, is it someone who has contracted us before or is this somebody new? 
I like the idea of it being somebody new who's maybe contacted one of us mm. with this mm-hmm. and that person's then brought it to the group. Mm-hmm. And that's when Fable said, yeah, but this is the last one. I like that vibe. I I kind of like it if Fable like came to the meeting and was like, I'm out and I like I think mm. we should be done. And someone said, okay, but I have this job. And Fable was like, Okay, we can do one more. Mm. It's for a good cause. Mm-hmm. I like that idea. Uh, was it was it Precious? Maybe because Precious is like the the people person. Yeah, that tracks. Yeah, just like schmoozing at some event and met this person and got to know them a little bit and was just like, ah, oh, man, that sucks. We can help you with that. I was going to say, yeah, I like the thought of it being not somebody sought out Precious to be like, hey, I need help, but more just like chatting and Precious like, I can do something about this. Mm-hmm. Which begs the question, um, and I'll post you August first and foremost, is this a place that Precious had beef with already? And it's like, oh, we can do that. And I'll also get to stick it to X person in the meanwhile. I like that idea a lot, actually. Um, I'm not sure. I'm just trying to think. Maybe. I don't know if I like the idea of like this being like the owner of the casino is somebody that Precious has run afoul of previously. Um, maybe it's like somebody that when Precious was going so low, you know, ruined a job for him. Uh, and mm. so now it's like, yes, I can get my revenge. Hmm. So. Hell yeah. Phase three. The plan. So, shuffle our tarot deck. Um, this is the full tarot deck, right? Just the major. Just the major? Okay, let me... Oh, how's this for a name? Uh, for the person who owns or is like head of security, maybe for a casino. Um, oh, I like Idris Castiglione is very good for a casino <laughs> type. Um, nice. Very good. I'll very just copy nice. that through. That works nicely. Thank you, Don John. Don John, our savior. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, yeah, that's how it's spelled. Nice. Is it? Wait, quite, like, let me just put it after very close because it's the like the italian spelling ah still castiglione but uh yeah i got it i got you i got you thank you all right i have shuffled this deck like three times now Mm -hmm. um so now we draw three cards and place them within view of all players. So I'll go ahead and draw those cards from the deck. And um, these three cards represent three complications that are already known to us. The mark, the locale, and the guard. Um, we already have some vague ideas about the complications, perhaps from our work in phase two um, and we'll use this time to look at the cards we've drawn and interpret them to refine the ideas. So the 
three cards that we drew were uh, Temperance, the Chariot, and the High Priestess. Um, hmm. I think it's like they're in that order as well. So Temperance is the mark. I think that's the way the unless we want to assign them to each, but that's the way I read the. Yeah, yeah, in I'm order. Saying. So Temperance is the Mark, Chariot is Locale, High Priestess is the Guard. Yeah. Which doesn't have to, to clarify really. Yeah, the the Guard can be a security system or what it's what's protecting this. It's not necessarily a person who is a Guard. I do like the idea of it being a hyper-advanced AI-operated compute, uh, security system with, like, the feel of like uh Hera from uh Wolf three fifty nine or good. Cortana just like No, I like it. It's also got like a touch of um was it the Red Queen from the shitty Resident Evil movie and GLaDOS <laughs> as well. Just like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. We should probably are we okay with uh going with uh, she her for the security system? Yeah. Yeah. Is the security system okay with she her pronouns? <laughs> yes. Yes, that's that's good for me. There's something about the visual of the temperance card with like the winged individual um and a lot of the connections with temperance are to do with like religion as well or like churches and priesthood. And I'm trying to think, like, I'm just imagining, like, that big popularity, like, who's almost viewed like a spiritual leader. I'm thinking, like, um, those evangelist preacher types. Like, big Ooh. personalities, very charismatic. But behind the scenes, it's all about the money, the money, the money, the money, the money. Mm hmm. But the notion of somebody's like set himself up as like, yeah, no, nah, I'm a spiritual leader for these people. I give them what they want. You know. You know, to experience joy is to experience divinity. And where are you going to find more joy? Than the Neo Jersey Tampas. <laughs> bro, bro, bro. I think you made a fucking cult. Yeah. Me, me to them. Me to me me to them. That's that's mm -hmm. that's I'm not talking to y'all. Um but I like the notion of how that complicates things. It's people like, why would you go after Idris Kalioni? He's an upstanding citizen. He donates to charity. Like, he's done so much good. He gives all these people jobs. Like, people love him. Okay. Whether or not he actually has redeemable qualities. Everyone's got dirty laundry. Word. Well, I think with the way we got the job, that person who was mm. uh, who they were talking to has definitely run afoul of the darker side of the of Idris. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. No, maybe it was a former business partner who got ousted. Ooh, a former business partner on the sweetness and light side of the mm. who you know was completely taken in by that and then got hosed when money really came into it yeah like the, it did start with good intentions but then the money got real good and this person was too principled mm -hmm. yeah 
Um, I just want to suggest Freya for the AI system's mm. name. Yes, good. Yep, that works. Good. Do it. Yeah, we'll we'll lean into uh, <laughs> we'll lean into it. Yeah, between between Hera and and Rhea, then we'll just yeah. go Freya. Like, yeah, fuck it. We'll, we'll pay tribute to our inspirations. Big love to Wolf Three Fifty Nine. We miss if you. If you happen to be listening, guys, we love your <laughs> show. We'd love for you to be on here. Um. <laughs> Back to your regularly scheduled programming. Um, yes. All right, let's see. Ooh, that's a great name for the person, our client. How about Harper Okano? I like that idea a lot. Hell yeah. Okay, I'll pop that under, um, put it under the goods a little bit. So the locale, where the goods are. There's an image in my mind, and I am unfortunately struggling to bring it to words. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, I know why. Because my brain automatically went train heist. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 but hear me out, but hear me out, but hear me out. Mm-hmm. What if, so what if the entire station is one large casino? Mm-hmm. Like Love a it. huge one. So obviously you're not going to walk everywhere. Mm-hmm. There's got to be a monorail. Yes. Of some kind to get you quickly from place to place. Hmm. And what better place, and we can also completely scrap all of this, um, but what better place to hide a bunch of money and, you know, maybe some other things that you don't want people to find than in a place that's always moving? Yeah, I love that dig it i'm also really there's like the fact that the vault or whatever is is always moving because as we said it's a space station it rotates as well but like the whole thing like you often have like a starry background with the chariot so just like that being in space so i'm also thinking of um as i have completely spaced on the juno steel uh story that's based on a train but yeah. train from nowhere yeah thank you i yeah i was just like <laughs> I, I know there's one with the train there was the cool card game with like weird ass rules it's good yeah yeah because that's the that's the duke and dahlia rose story arc isn't it yep it's been so see. long since i've listened to juno seal mm-hmm. season one hey penumbra leaves <laughs> <laughs> at the penumbra podcast too sweet all right. So is this on a dedicated passenger thing, like, hidden on it, or is the vault itself just, like, on this always moving thing and it, like, stops at different parts of the casino so people can put, like, the daily intake in it, like those um, uh, money tubes you see in big supermarkets and it just gets collected as it goes round? Mm-hmm. I mean, both these things could be true. It could be a dual track, and on the top is the monorail, and underneath is the. And it's it could be connected on the same thing, but you just don't see it. Because then there's the fun visual of like getting from the passenger compartment down through the bottom of the train into like the money part, as it were. Okay, I like that. 
but add in the train isn't used for the legit money. The train Ooh. is the mechanism by which they redirect the money to their nefarious mm. side. So all the legit money is in the vault, but periodically they sneak some out onto the train and the train makes its mm-hmm. loop past the, you know, past the, the uh, spaceport mm-hmm. for the station. And that's where they get it off station. Yes. And so we're specifically going after the bad money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The stuff yeah. that can't, the stuff that isn't covered by the casino's insurance against theft. Because it doesn't exist. Because <laughs> it doesn't exist. Yes. This is good. This is exciting. This is good shit. Hell yeah. All right. So now we need to discuss our plan. Uh, determine any prep work that the crew might still be doing in the 12 hours before the heist. We can do a little map if we want. Delegate tasks. Um, basically, we've got to figure out how the plan is meant to go. It's like stage four is heistmas eve, which is when the gameplay fully starts. So, <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I feel like as the face, uh, and as the annoyance that he sometimes is, uh, it's Precious's job to do the distraction. Uh-huh. So I think that's that's probably set step one is make a big fuss, get security's eyes on him, that kind of thing. And I'm thinking while that's going on, it's Dre's job to lift like security badges and stuff. Uh-huh. Meanwhile, Fable's just going to get into the system entirely, like on fair own. Probably from an external place, probably, like, you know how Hardison is kind mm-hmm. of separate from the rest of the team, usually in leverage. Uh, the cat with the van, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Faye's gonna do, like, like, well, I think, like, if this were a Forge in the Dark job and we had rules of engagement, um, we would get bonus rep for uh, airing some of the dirty laundry, right? Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, Fable is going to pull double duty and rejig the train route, and also siphon information out of the system because it there there's information in the system, you know. Oh yeah. Um. And so siphon some of that information out to kind of start spreading it to try and to kind of try and break the cult of personality a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mask off. I'm just randomly just trying to create a visual. I don't know why we need a visual of a loop around a circle, but you know what? I'm here and I'm doing it anyway. You're so valid. It's You're fine. We're humanly. we're all feeling it today. <laughs> yeah, but I like we talked about like the turn pike. Yeah. But um I like the the visual as well of there being like little walkways that go from the casino proper to the monorail because then there's also room for like guards and stuff like that and there's lots of spots where freya can have visuals and control like stuff to get locked doors to be locked and all that jazz so i like the notion that um and maybe part of this is that is the pre-heist it's like getting working on how long the loop takes and all that jazz because of how good Freya's like facial recognition is, 
it's like if not everyone who comes on to the train goes off the train it's it sends up a red flag so you need to know how much time you have and all of those little details so you can uh, get away with it basically yeah and that's a thousand percent gonna be a roll right i'm sure like we're gonna roll that in phase five yeah and I mean, also, I like the visual of there being the possibility of open space as a bad space for things to happen in. Because shit's got to go yes. wrong and we're going to be doing a time loop. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's a time loop. Ha. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> sorry, Mom. <laughs> I feel like this is Richard's fault just by diffusing influence. That's that's <laughs> my story and I'm sticking to it. Unintentional wordplay. And... Oh, my God. I'll take it. All right. Okay. Okay. It was the night before Heistmas, and all through the... No. So, are we... Are we ready? I think so. I think so. I do want to... I do want to read this. Uh, when you're finished, you should have a decent idea, maybe even a written outline of how the plan is meant to go. Of course, it's not going to go that smoothly. But you can dream. Mm -hmm. So phase four is Heistmas Eve. This is the first gameplay phase consisting of downtime scenes between crew members and the 12 hours leading up to the heist proper. You'll play one of these downtime scenes per loop and may choose to play the same scene more than once if you feel that something about it should change significantly in subsequent loops. Uh, control of downtime scenes passes clockwise around the table or top to bottom in a virtual setting beginning with the player who has most recently watched a heist movie. Uh, before play begins, let that player describe what their character is doing with their downtime and determine which other members of the crew they would like to play out a scene with. Then play the chosen scene to completion and proceed to phase five. So who last watched a heist movie? I have to go check my letterbox. Because <laughs> I don't even know what I've watched recently. I've been in and out for the last, like, two weeks. Um, the last heist movie I watched was in 2018. Heist. I mean, I watched Leverage. Does that count? If nobody else has watched a movie that they can remember, then yes. Okay. I can't think of any heist movies I've watched recently. Yeah, it looks like the last one for me was about a year and a half ago. I watched a couple of episodes of Leverage like a month ago, so that's probably the closest that we've mm -hmm. got. Okay. Mm -hmm. Unless, let me see. Um, I've watched a lot of like, not heist movies, but like, like obviously I watched The Batman, I've seen The Suicide Squad, uh, Gunpowder Milkshake, like those sorts of like action crime sort, well, I wouldn't call them crime movies. Batman's a crime movie, but- but I don't know if I would necessarily call them heist movies, you know? Gunpowder Milkshake arguably has the vibe of a heist film. Yeah, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm. Okay, as, there we go. As does you, Suicide you... Squad, so... Yeah, I saw Gunpowder Milkshake in January, so... Yeah, so I was the last one to watch a heist movie. All right, Suicide then Squad was also very good, to be fair. All right. So the clockwise order will be Mac, Richard... August, May. Sounds good. Think so, okay. yeah. We'll quickly add that to the doc just so it's clear. All right. So, 
I think the thing about Fable is that, like, Faye doesn't, like, when Faye's, like, in hacker shit, Faye doesn't just, like, do downtime, right? So, like, in the lead-up to a job, Faye is still doing, like, hacker things, but just not necessarily for the same job. So I think Faye is putting, like, finishing touches on things that Faye is planning to do after after the job. Like, setting setting up things for, you know, once once we've finished this and we've gone our separate ways and Faye's gonna go start being, like, a fucking... doing the actual... Like, this is already, like, steps along the path of, like, oh, I want to use my skills to, like, help people who need it and, like, dismantle the government and shit like that. So this is, like, small baby steps. Um, <laughs> so Faye's just setting herself up to do more of that later. And if that involves a sweet-talking more security AIs, then, yeah, Faye's gonna sweet-talk more security AIs. <laughs> I'm taking your words to heart, August. <laughs> do you have somebody that you want to play out a scene with with that, or do you want do you like the vigil of just Fable doing that? If anyone wants to show up um, and have a conversation, sure. I don't have any ideas in particular, but... How long has it been since Fable has spoken to the rest of the crew? How deep have Faye been in this hole of... I don't know. I think Faye maybe came out for a drink like two hours ago, but... Mm -hmm. I guess that depends on what everyone else is doing. Mm. Maybe Precious stages an intervention and it's just like all work and no play makes a uh, Fable a dull cat. Uh, and Fable just tugs on one of his ears really hard. <laughs> he yowls. And he's just like, that was completely uncalled for. I just know that if you don't get enough sunlight... Or, well, you know, simulated sunlight. People's performance goes downhill, so I just think that it would do you some good to get out of this little cave you've got set up. And, you know, get some great UV lamp exposure in lieu of an actual sun. Fable, like, makes eye contact and switches on the sun lamp that Faye keeps over the setup because Dre keeps giving Fair plants um, <laughs> to stick around in Fair little hacker cave. And Fable's like, well, I'm not going to kill the plants if I can help it. So got a sun lamp, which does do some wonders. But is just like, I'll get more when we're done here. And I've moved on to somewhere where I can get actual sunlight. I think uh, Precious leans out the door and is just like, Trey, help me out here. Trey is uh, doing the thing they do when hanging out, which is just sort of like sat just over a chair or cross-legged, like floating slightly, um, mm -hmm. probably flipping through a magazine. Because that's funny to me. How do I make this funnier? 
It looks like a normal horticultural sort of magazine. But they are treating it like it's a porno magazine, just like turning it up the other way and there's like a centerfold. Because <laughs> I want to be that person, quite frankly. Oh, absolutely. What do you need my help with? Exactly. Fables being no fun. Fable flips him off. Without even looking like like he doesn't even see fair uh flipping him off and he just returns the re- returns the bird uh out of instinct <laughs> well, you, you know some people make their own fun in ways that are incomprehensible to the rest of us ugh tomas help me out here <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about staying focused on the job makes sense to me keep focused Ugh. Precious Lake glares at uh, Fable, then Lake yells to the others, I'm glaring at you, you can't see it, but I'm glaring at you. And uh, he stalks off. We've all dealt with cats when they're pissed off with us. <laughs> mm-hmm. Fine. Tails, tails just lashing behind him. Yeah. He's going to be no good to us if he's pouting. I will go... That's the magazine. And sort of just like, lets himself drip to the floor. And just like, come on, precious. You're being a baby. I mean, I wasn't going to say that. That's why you've got me. I'm allowed to. (laughs) Let's ignore them. FM, for the moment. Okay. You'll have fun enough soon, okay? You've done your job as a brother. Well done, we all saw the attempt. I'm very proud of you for trying. Precious's ear twitches a little, and uh, he perks up and is just like, Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna have fun. I know. Right, so, no pouting. They will come out of there eventually. I assume. There's only so many snacks that fit in that room at any given time, so. When you're right, you're right. I'm always right. I mean, look at me. I hate to say this, but I'm going to miss your rightness. Of course you are. I will gently, like... You get the feeling of like being scritched behind one ear in the same way that somebody might ruffle a kid's hair, but it's just like the mm-hmm. telekinesis just does it a little bit. Because Precious might be short by human standards, but is probably like twice as tall, almost twice as tall as Dre. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. I will state the record Dre wears high heels all the time. If not, then they're barefoot. But it's normally like big ass heels, so they, you know, they come like three foot four ish. And Precious like purrs a little, and says, "Well, I guess, uh, I guess I'll go get focus since Tomas is Tomas. It's not his fault. He's right all the time as well. I won't miss his rightness." Yes, you will. That last line is delivered quieter. 
Shh. Your secret's safe with me. Uh, and as I walk away, I have your wristwatch. <laughs> Very good. Fantastic. Gotta keep them skills sharp. Mm-hmm. Always. It's August, and I just wanted to thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed us, please consider leaving a rating on your podcast platform of choice, telling your friends about us, or tweeting about us using the FTLcast hashtag. We are also part of a nonprofit podcasting guild called Standing Stones Productions. We do a variety of shows, including The Room Where It Happened and Dumb Kids Playing Hero, two actual play shows, and a Steven Universe discussion podcast called Gay Space Rocks. We also do live streams at twitch.tv slash standingstonesprod. You can keep up with everything that we do on Twitter at stones underscore standing. Unfortunately, Standing Stones was already taken. Your support means a lot. Thanks again!